You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we are going to be talking about the 12th Doctor story, Into the Dalek, uh, episode 2 of series 8. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll have uh, uh, an uh, interesting episode. <laughs> um, should be... Uh, I'm I'm fascinated to hear what you guys think about it because it seems to be a, um, an episode. I mean, apparently last week's uh was one that you either really liked it or didn't like it at all. Um, based on reviews that I read, uh, but this week just seems like people people either really loved it or are kind of befuddled by it. Um, hmm. so I don't know. Um, I'm interested in what you guys thought. Uh, so Cassandra, what, what, what are your overall thoughts before we get into spoilers? What are your overall thoughts on Into the Dalek? Um, I have to say that I'm definitely in the befuddled camp. Um, okay. I, I watched it today, um, just because that's just the way it worked out. And I wanted it to have it fresh when we recorded. Um, and today is Tuesday for those playing along at home. Wednesday. Wednesday. I don't know what day it is. Shh. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it, it's interesting, and there are a lot of good lines and good moments, I feel, but it doesn't really cohese into overall good episode-ness. So that's where, that's, that's where I'm coming from with that. Nick? Um, I think I'm going to be the guy wearing the the Love It hat today. Um, I, I I just watched it uh, maybe about uh, two hours ago, maybe an hour and a half ago. Um, hi, I host a podcast about Doctor Who, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Scott texted me. He was like, "Hey, we're recording tonight," and I was like, "Oh, cool! I should watch the episode." Uh, <laughs> Not because I wasn't. I just I've been really busy. Um, I'm really passionate <laughs> about this show and this project. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I love so much of this. Um, I was a little bit. It, I, I was a little bit bumpy as far as the plot early on, like Act One. We'll go go into spoilers, but I definitely had like, wait, why is this happening? What's what's your motivation? What's going on? But man, Act Three is some of my favorite who that's happened in I'm gonna god like in a long long time maybe ever um there's so much about this episode that I love I loved Ben Wheatley's direction in this um there there's such a specific 80s kind of like I I half expected the canon films logo to be before this episode there's such a style to it that I love um I think this is the most effective the Daleks have been in a long time uh, Capaldi is even more fascinating and sad and uh, Clara was really good in this episode too and holy curse word do I <laughs> I almost curse I, I, I Danny Pink holy cow I am all about him I think he's fascinating he's like the most and, and I love that he's a character puzzle and not a plot puzzle and he, but yeah I'm, I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna go into Danny Pink after spoilers, <laughs> nah. into spoilers. Uh, after spoilers, but yeah, I I really love this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to think about it. Uh, <laughs> I every once in a while, uh, Doctor Who does sort of a an existential episode. Um, and you know, there's always like a like a um 
like a hard plot element to those episodes. They don't they don't always go like uh, full on existential. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I can't think of an example that goes full on existential. But like every once in a while, the show goes existential, and I like about half of those. Um, you know, the example that I always go to is like the Satan Pit. I really don't like those episodes um, because I think that it goes way too far into like existentialism and theology and weird stuff that has nothing to do with Doctor Who, uh, in my opinion. Um, but then, you know, you have something like The Waters of Mars, which is a great episode, and who was, which was also written by Phil Ford, um, who wrote this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I will say I think that this is probably the strongest outing for a Dalek story since... Um, Parting of the Ways, probably. Uh, I can't think of one wow. s- since Parting of the Ways that's been better than this one. Yeah, wow, that's really sad. Yeah, um, but I so so I do I do I did like it. I didn't love it, um, but I do think I, I I liked the balance it had with the existentialism and the the other thing. But like some of the some of the stuff just doesn't didn't work for me. Um, and some of it didn't feel like it had much of a place in this episode. Um, one of those things being Danny Pink, uh, I thought was like, it's like, why is he in this if he's not going to be in it? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it felt weird and out of place. Uh, it really just felt like uh, Stephen Moffat wrote all of that stuff to fill in a short script by Phil Ford. Um that's what it felt like to me. Oh, uh, see, I, 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 I can't wait to, to talk about this. But, uh, yeah, so uh, so I don't know. I don't know what to – let's talk about it because I don't, I don't know. I don't know what my opinion <laughs> is yet. Um, before we do, I want to remind you guys that uh, we're sponsored by DCBService.com, which is the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic books and collectibles. A discount your local comic book shop just can't compete with. Use DCBS to place your orders two months in advance. Get discounts at 40% off and special discounts up to 50% off. Place an order as big or small as you like, and you can choose to ship monthly, bi-weekly, or weekly with flat rate shipping of only $6.95 every time an order goes out. So thanks to DCBService.com. Also, InStockTrades.com, the site where you can purchase any hardcover, paperback, graphic novel collection that's currently in print. at massive discounts of 25 to 45% off. If that's not good enough for you, check back on Wednesdays for new release specials of 50% off every single week. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com. All right. Um, so, so okay, let's just start with uh, Danny Pink then. Um, I like him. I don't think he has – I think he's a – he's – I still – I think that he sort of fits – you know, we talk a lot about uh, female characters that Moffat creates and them all being the same. Um, but well, the thing that we don't actually talk about because – kind of ultimately who cares because we don't need more male characters um but but uh but he doesn't really write male characters that well either um he kind of writes them all the same like if all of the men or if all the women are like that same like headstrong super flirty uh confident girl um then all of his men are uh like sad sacks who need like who just need women in their lives to help them do anything. Um, <laughs> uh, that's like all of the men from coupling were like that. Uh, and, and obviously Rory was um, like that as well. Uh, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with like, you know, one or two being like that, I guess, but it just, it feels lazy. It feels like he's writing the same character. It's just like, Oh, replace nurse with soldier. And you have Danny pink. Um, he just feels like Rory again to me. Uh, I don't know, Nick. You were very passionate about him, but I, yeah, I just saw I just saw Rory only instead of a nurse, it's a soldier. See, I, I definitely, I, I would, I would definitely maybe agree with you as far as like the writing is concerned, but I um maybe a little bit, but to me, and maybe this was just the uh, the performance by actor actor man Samuel uh, Anderson Samuel Anderson. Um, but I, I, I was getting far more of like a hurt sack vibe than a sad sack vibe. Um, 
like, and I don't know, he was just a character that um, I was very immediately just arrested by, and I'm interested to see um, kind of more like what the show does with him once he starts kind of, you know, once he inevitably maybe steps inside of the blue box. But uh, I'm also like really, I don't know, I, I, I think his kind of character, you don't really get why he's there until the, um, like the, uh, the like the last line of the show. Of, of I mean, the, I get the, the thematics. Episode. I get the thematics as to why he's there, but like, well, no, I don't really though, because like the thematics are just there to like. I I feel like the thematic in that line at the end just really just feels like a band aid on on the two A and B plots to me, um, where it's just like, oh, because he's a soldier too, see, and I'm like, yeah, but. The only reason that I know that that matters is because I read press releases. Like <laughs> about what? About him being becoming a companion. If I didn't know that going into this, then that band-aid of a theme means nothing to me. Oh no, see I, I meant more in relation to that line of like like Clara's relationship with the doctor. What 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 do you mean? Where it's like, oh, do you normally like see soldiers? And she goes, oh, wait, yeah, I do. And it's, I don't know. And like kind of the connection between Danny and the doctor that we haven't really seen and who, what that means for like Clara as a character as to why she's drawn to this person as kind of maybe in a similar way as she is to the doctor. Mm, I didn't pick up on that. Um, Where it's like, oh, she does see exclusively, maybe she is attracted to or drawn to, maybe not attracted to, but uh, soldiers. Oh, huh. Because no, I, didn't, of, I didn't pick up on that at all. I I took it more as like, oh, I don't, I don't like. He doesn't like soldiers, but I don't, I don't have anything against soldiers. That's that's just the doctor yeah. who doesn't like soldiers. Well, because the, it I felt mean, more of like it felt more like Moffat being like right because he's going to be a companion and that's oh. going to be weird and awkward, right? No, see, I, I read the because I think this is the episode where the doctor finds out that he is more of a soldier than he would like to admit. Because in this episode, he has an aversion to guns, and he's very condescending towards, like, the military. And then, you know, there's that really interesting moment where the Dalek is like, oh, oh, cool, yeah, you have a lot of hate in your heart. You you want to destroy the enemy and with extreme prejudice, like Rambo. And it's like, oh, my God, the Doctor is a soldier. Or, like, he, he's more of a destructor or, a, like, an enforcer than he would like to admit. So you think he sees himself in soldiers, and that's why he doesn't like to surround himself with them? Or maybe he does, or maybe he is now seeing him because, like, he sees the the uh, journey, journey blue, at the end of the episode. Like, take me with you, and she goes, and he goes, oh, you're smart, you're brave, you're courageous, but if only you weren't a soldier, because I think he maybe saw a side of himself in the doll into the Dalek that he maybe was a bit ashamed of. And then we also have Danny Pink, who at the beginning of the episode we see is deeply ashamed of something. It's heavily implied that he maybe killed a civilian. And, and <laughs> heavily implied is an understatement. Sure, in front of <laughs> in front of the horror, a close up of tears in front of the horrified students. Yeah, but no. So I I, I kind of saw Danny Pink as, and if he becomes a panion, a, a panion. If he if he becomes a companion, that'd be even more interesting. But I this episode I was really interested in like the parallels between the two characters and about war and being a soldier and the shame that can come with that. What do you think, Cassandra? Um, as far as like his Danny character, Pink. yeah. Um, I think all of he, this, everything we've talked about. That's fair. Um, <laughs> no, I was actually because you were talking about how Moffat only writes one female character and one male character, and there's different like whatever iterations of them. They have, um, they have labels, but that's about it. Yeah, I was actually getting a very. John Watson in the Sherlock pilot vibe from Danny oh, Pink. Oh, yeah. Um, and huh. with just the war-torn person <laughs> dealing with real life kind of What's issue. What's so funny about that parallel is that uh, Sherlock is, in that in that relationship, Sherlock is the female character. Sherlock is the one. <laughs> she, Sherlock is the female character that Moffat always writes. And the shippers go crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do. I can hear no. Tumblr roaring right now. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of Sherlock, but I have seen <laughs> A Study in Pink a few times. Well, there's not a lot of Sherlock because... to watch. Oh, yeah. No, it's so time-consuming. I just... Whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm just not interested, to be honest. Um... 
And I think he's interesting, and I appreciated the fact that they were trying to introduce him as a person instead of just, oh, yeah, this guy is going to come along. Um, but the thematics were very heavy-handed, and mm-hmm. I don't really appreciate that usually um, with the whole soldier thing. Like, Clara actually calls it out like, oh, I just met a soldier with a color name today. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. obvious? Uh, da, da, da. Um, what, what a uh, coincidence. Is it? Because they're different last names. Would you be would you be making this in, in, in inference if it was like black and white? Yeah. Like, I don't think you would. Can be. we start the Can we start the fan theory that Journey Blue is Danny Pink's mother? Oh my god! No, it'd be his From great great granddaughter. It, it no, Journey Blue is uh, it's it's Clara and and uh, Danny's. Like great granddaughter. Uh, there was no word in the language for Danny, but <laughs> they love the band Journey. <laughs> they went um, on a journey. They went on a journey. Oh my god! They were on a journey when she was conceived, and the sky is As... the sky is blue. <laughs> As far as comparisons, <laughs> oh my god, you guys! <laughs> as far as comparisons to the Doctor and Danny, though, I feel like we've already ex- like touched on this with Rory and the Doctor and explored that because of all the times that Amy, all the bait and switch, like, oh, she's talk, she might be talking about the Doctor, but she's actually talking about Rory, and you know, right. and uh, I don't know. I really hope that they do something different with Danny because he Well, there seems... won't be a love triangle, so... Well, that's good. I, I mean... mean uh, like, uh, uh, Capaldi, like, nicks that right away. Yeah. So... Which is good. Yeah. I um, I, I don't know. Like, I see... I guess I see what you're saying and what they were doing in the episode. I just don't know if I think that they did it very well i i just think it would be it would have been much more interesting if it had been the doctor dealing with danny pink rather than the doctor dealing with uh journey blue uh, journey blue and clara dealing with danny pink i don't know it just doesn't I don't know. Is it me, I don't is know. it me or does Journey Blue sound like the Goose Berms way of saying Judy Bloom? It does. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, it's not like uh, I liked Danny Pink. I just he's he's likable. I just don't. I just don't know. Um, what the hell is that club? Is that is that is that like a thing specific to the UK or? Yeah, it must be. I mean, I imagine it's like um, there's there's a American version of that. Okay. Uh, I can't remember it because high school was like ten years. Oh, ago, ROTC. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it, just, it, it seems That's... so informal. It reminded me of like the bad guys in like the next Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so. I guess we can we can pretty much say that the theme of this season is going to be like who is the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I find strange, I guess, because it seems like a strange question to be asking with the twelfth iteration of the <laughs> doctor. Um, we're we're and not even not even twelve thirteenth iteration technically. Um, it feels like a weird question to be asking now. And it feels, I have to say, right. Watching deep breath. I, I left that episode thinking, oh, okay, I think I've got a handle on who this guy is. And then I watched this episode. And I was like, just right from go, like that first scene where the doctor saves uh journey blue. Um, and, and he's just like, you know, he's like, uh, you put your gun away and whatever. Um, do, do this, do it right. Like, ask me for help the correct way. Like, I don't know, just that whole scene, which is really great. But I'm watching that scene, and I'm like, this isn't the guy that we just saw in the last episode. I don't think. This is a different guy. Um, and then watching the trailer for the next episode, it looks like a different guy. He, he seems very, like, harumph in, in, in Sherwood. 
Yeah. I don't know. I it feels it actually I I feel like making that the overarching question of the season uh or like the the theme of the season. I feel like doing that especially with a brand new doctor makes it is going to make it so that the 12th doctor uh I'm afraid that the 12th doctor won't have a personality like that you can pinpoint um, and I, I feel like that's a mistake. I don't know. Um, what do, what do, what do you guys think? Cassandra, what do you think? As, as opposed to just like it generically exploring the doctor as a concept, as opposed to him like forging his own way and developing his own personality. Is that what you're saying? Or no, I'm saying the theme of the season seems to be who is the doctor, like the character. Okay. Who is the doctor? Not just the 12th doctor, but who is oh, the doctor? Yeah. But, like, as a result of that being the theme, I feel like the 12th doctor lacks a distinct personality. I would actually argue that I, I have a, a uh, I don't know, I, I, did, I pick up a different kind of theme from this, from the first two episodes, um, more exploring the morality of the doctor as opposed to, like, the character. Um, and delving into him as a unit instead of an iteration. Um, and I don't know. And then the more we get those weird little heaven things, um, like I know you don't like tying theology into Doctor Who, but I think it's if it's done correctly, it's really interesting. Um, so... And I don't know. I, I feel like it's just exploring his morality. And I, I really liked the line where uh, he's like, oh, she's not my assistant. Uh, she's my, and she says, carer. And he says, well, she cares, so I don't have to. And it's very, it's actually really heartenal, like first doctor, because I don't know. Because the doctor, like, especially the first doctor, he has no real tie to... I mean, he has a sense of morality, but he has no real, like, drive to help people, really, until he says goodbye to, like, his first companions. So, like, his companions help him see that, and it's interesting that they're going back to that, especially with the whole, like, oh, it's the same school and teachers and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It's kind of all over the map, really, because they're trying to draw too many... I feel like they're drawing a lot of parallels, and it's just getting, like, mishmash, and they're, they're not... I don't know. I hope that it gets more fleshed out as they go along, but... I don't... Yeah, I don't think it's cl- as clean as they want it to be, because the fact that we're even... You and I are even pulling two completely different things out of this yeah. feels problematic to me. Um, I don't know. Nick, what do you think? I agree with everything that... Uh... That, that, that you said about the season might be about um, who the doctor is. I'm just really excited by that because like my favorite episodes of the show are always the episodes where he kind of takes a step back and be like, wait, like, okay, who is this guy? Like, what is he about? What does he believe in? And, right. you know, I think, um, you know, I, I think the 11th doctor was kind of like, you know, my midlife crisis, you know, where you're just running around being young and sexy and look at me and I'm a big legend and I think 12 is maybe going to be about him being like, whoa, wait a second. What does this mean? Like, what am I doing? And I don't know. I'm just really fascinated by that. And just the scene where you you think it's going to be an episode about like, see, Mr. Dalek, like there's stars are born and the universe is full of love. And then Dalek is like, hate, hate, you hate, hate is beautiful, hate. And you just see like the the look of like heartbreak on the doctor's face. And I, I don't know. Like I was really, really uh, compelled by that. And, you know, I'm a little bit like, I'm a little bit confused because I don't know. I kind of thought we were going to start looking for Gallifrey, but like right now, <laughs> for now, uh, maybe it's, maybe it's because I'm just uh, fascinated watching uh, Capaldi, but um, yeah, every, everything about this, what I think they're trying to do is working for me for some reason. And like heaven, as far as heaven's concerned, I'm actually kind of fascinated as to how, a show as um, passionately atheistic as Doctor Who would deal with the subject of the afterlife or heaven, if it is what they're doing. It could just be a cop-out. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a cop-out. Sure. I don't, 
There's no way that's actually going to be heaven. Sure, because it's the master. <laughs> right. It's going to be a planet called heaven yeah. or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think my problem is just like I just can't – I can't I can't figure out the 12th Doctor. Like I don't know who – I can't figure yeah. him oh, out. Oh, neither can I, but I like that. Ah, see, I don't, I don't know if I do because, because then if, if like when you look back at the 12th Doctor era, however long it's going to be, um, I worry that you won't really be able to like nail down who that guy was. Oh, but I mean, like, I think we talked about this on mic, but I think Capaldi said that it would take like at least half a dozen episodes before we have like a real solid footing as to who this man is. Yeah, and so I'm I'm kind of en- I'm kind of just enjoying the journey, and if we get to the finale and he's still like a big question mark, I might be getting a little weary. But right now, I'm yeah. just kind of enjoying opening up the mystery box and looking through it, and never knowing what this guy's going to do next. Yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, one of you brought this up. I think I think it was Cassandra, uh, the carer line, mm-hmm. like yeah. Clara being his carer. Um, she cares about things, so he doesn't have to. Which, again, I thought was was an interesting, like sort of metatextual look at the companion role. Um, which is like that's that's kind of like the overwhelming reason why the doctor has always had a companion you know like even the 11th doctor talked about like oh i have a companion because you know i'm like cynical about the universe and i need someone to keep me not cynical like i live uh, vicariously through their wonderment um mm-hmm. and that's kind of what this is it's like the doctor cares vicariously through her um which i think is uh is interesting and continues that thing with her as like being a represent a representation of all companions, um, which I also noticed watching it uh, the second time. She knows who the Daleks are. Like she doesn't need an explanation as to who the Daleks are. Um, and I was like, was she in a Dalek story? Um, and I don't think she was. Like not the companion Clara. Like I don't think she was. Because um, Os Oswin was was a Dalek, but that wasn't really her. But now she has the memories of all of those, right? So, like, she has, like, the memories of that and, like, all the Doctors and the Companions. So she just knows who these monsters are without needing to explain, which I think is interesting from, like, a shorthand uh, standpoint. Like, you don't have to waste time. I mean, how many times have we heard the Doctor explain what Daleks yeah, I mean, are to their companions? She, she essentially binge-watched the show when she fell down yeah. the hole. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. I don't know. What did you guys think about Clara in this episode? I I like Clara. The more we get of Clara now, the more I like her because I feel like they're actually taking the time to flesh her out more. Um, I like seeing her. I liked seeing her interact with Danny, and they were kind of flirty, and it was cute. And I liked seeing her deal with the Doctor. Um, and, you know, their crisis of the week. And I, I think it's interesting, this whole leaving the companion for a while and then coming back and then they have an adventure and then like, instead of continuous, you know, I don't know if I like that because it kind of, it started with the pawns and now it's just a thing and it's weird. Yeah. Well, the pawns felt like a practice run at it. And now this feels like. This is just what he's doing with Mm -hmm. this. Because the idea, I think, again, is that, you know, she's both a representation of companions as much as she is of the fans. Like, she is a Doctor Who fan that is a companion. Um, And so I like the idea that she has her adventure and then the episode's over and she has a life that she lives. And then next week she comes back and hangs out with the Doctor some more, just like fans do. Um, so I kind of like it for that, I guess. Um, I like, you know, checking in and being like, oh, this is different. Like, you know, for all we know, next week we could come in and, and her and, uh, her and Danny Pink are like in a relationship, you know, mm-hmm. cause it's been, it's been weeks. And I, I like that we don't have to waste time like watching their courtship 
we don't have to waste time watching that because we know it's going to happen. Like, it's inevitable. That's how TV works. Right. Um, and this is Doctor Who, so we don't really care, <laughs> like, whether or not <laughs> yeah. they're together. Like, let's just get to the point. So I kind of like that. And think about... Uh, Nick, what did, what did you think of Cl- And think about how much our lives change uh, through the years when we sit down and watch Doctor Who, you know? Yeah. Like, we're in different places in our lives. We're, like, in different places physically. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to get too existential about that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. She was, she was good. She was cool. Um, it's very Digimon Season 2. How she just, like... <laughs> no idea what that means. Oh, my God. <laughs> casted. So, that's good. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because in, in Digimon <laughs> Season 2, they got to go home every day. But in Season 1, they were like, oh, my God, we haven't seen our parents in a year. How do we find water and food? Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, the one concern I do have with the, uh, like, the, the going, the coming and going is, uh, how do you, how does she stop being the companion then? <laughs> you know? Like, if yeah. that's, if that's relation, does the doctor just stop showing up? Uh, because he's like, she doesn't need me anymore. <laughs> or, <laughs> like, what? what like how does she like it's either that or she's dead right like that's like your two options i don't know and i feel like it undermines their relationship or the growth of their relationship because we just had the first episode like i need you and now he hasn't seen her in three weeks and we don't know what he's been doing and it's well he didn't he didn't do anything it was just three weeks for her oh that's true yeah he just went to go get coffee and then and got distracted yeah yeah and got distracted and that's that's how he ended up three weeks forward yeah, I don't know. I just, it's weird not having the companion along because then she's not really a companion. Yeah, but it's it's actually it weirdly makes it a little third doctor in that aspect. Um, in that you know there's sort of a base of operations going on with the school. Yeah. Uh, in the way that Unit is during the third Doctor's tenure. And I mean, you know, granted, in that case, uh, he was staying with her. But it was still a, a come and go kind of situation. Um, so, I don't know. Um, it's interesting. Shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to Jenna Coleman's eyes. I, I don't know. Th- this episode, I was like really taken aback by just her expressive... I don't know. She's able to communicate a lot non-verbally, and I, I maybe maybe it's been there the whole time. And it's for some reason in this. There was, uh, I think, I think, I think uh, it has always been there, but she wasn't doing much with it because uh, Moffat was writing her so cleverly mm-hmm. that she didn't feel the need to do anything, you know, other than just like spew out the words, <laughs> um, literally. Yeah. Uh, but there was, but you're right. There's one, uh, scene in particular where <laughs> Danny Pink is just like, why do you do that? And she's like, I, cause I'm, I'm trying to be funny. And she, he's like, why? And he's like, she just goes, I don't know. And she <laughs> looks to the side as if to be like, why do I do that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. I don't know. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> like she was like, took the question really seriously. I was kind of obsessed with the, um, the, the scene that never happened. Of just like the students after class, like gathering up, be like, "What the hell happened back there? Did you yeah. see that? Like, no, I, I was kind of a. What did you say to him? I asked him if he had ever killed a guy. He just like shut down and just like started crying <laughs> in front of the whole class, and then he made us leave. <laughs> he just walked out. Never, yeah. never talk about preschool, Danny Pink, because <laughs> apparently it went down like the setting sun. <laughs> Like he's he's seen things. <laughs> um. Okay. So one thing I want to talk about. Uh, I guess things that didn't work for me in this. Um. One is uh, which which again, like I I know Nick, you really like this, but I actually thought that uh the set really sucked. Um like really sucked specifically the intern the the inside of the dalek because i never once got any sort of sense of scale like there was only a couple times <laughs> it was where where i actually was like oh right they're inside of a dalek but i kept forgetting because it just looked like a spaceship 
a spaceship. Yeah. It could have been a lot creepier. Like, I, I wanted, I really wanted much more. I wanted it to look more like a Dalek. Yeah, I, I, I wanted, like, veins and skin or something, you know? Like, I don't know. Something. Something. So- it was not set dressed well at all. And, um, and, and it never, they never felt like tiny, they never felt like they were tiny in a large thing. Like, there was only a couple times where where I got that and even then it didn't really work like it would work at particular angles and then it would switch the angle and then I would just completely lose the sense of scale again um I feel like uh that was something that Ben Wheatley was like really struggling with the whole episode and you know the uh, you know the BBC has five sets <laughs> yeah but I mean you know Doctor Who's like one of their big ones I mean they get they get I mean they just had a dinosaur in the last episode sure um so I, I don't know. I, I feel like, um, I mean, like, use use less money on the actual spaceship design. Like, focus on the Dalek thing, because <laughs> sort of uh, the title of the episode. I don't know. what what Cassandra, did you, did you have trouble with that at all? With the, the sizing of everything and yeah. the scale? Yeah, there was this shot where they first are miniaturized and the doctor is kind of standing aloof and like looking over everything and for a second i like thought he wasn't in the capsule and i got really confused um (laughs) and then it kind of changed the angle and i was like oh yeah he he's there with them but it's yeah and it didn't really feel like the inside of a dalek except when they were talking to the actual like dalek mutant it would just felt like a generic we're in a spaceship. Woo. Yeah. Push We're in a spaceship we found. I don't know. I also felt that Journey Blue was unreasonably an- antagonistic the whole episode. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, like, to the level of, like, J. Jonah Jameson. Like, she just wanted headlines about the Doctor being a menace. Like, that's the level of, like, cartoonish an- antagonistic... Uh, relationship she had with the doctor it just it was it was weird and i think in general the episode was really silly but took itself so seriously like it made it not work even further um there's like the idea of uh like dalek white blood cells or whatever antibodies <laughs> like, scott antibodies. antibodies yeah the dalek antibodies uh i, I was just like okay oh, that's really silly. <laughs> when are we going to see the silly? And it's like, oh, nope. Everyone's taking this really seriously. Those are floating eyeballs. I don't... <laughs> I just... I just had trouble with it. I don't know. The tone of this episode... Like, I appreciate them trying to go to, like, the serious place. But you can't do, like, tiny doctor and company inside of a Dalek <laughs> and... Like they, it's just they call out. It's it's taking itself way too seriously for such a silly concept for an episode that name checks Fantastic Voyage and a Broctologist, like <laughs> in the in the same line of dialogue. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It felt like the really depressing cousin of To the Beast Below. Sure, like a sadder, like a less shiny Actually. beast below. Yeah, like, <laughs> just like like just like the beast below's like gothy cousin. Like that's it. It's funny that you say that though, because there are a lot of parallels. Like they fall into a vat of gross, and they're yep. trying to solve a mystery. And did I miss them getting dry? How did that happen? That, I don't oh, know. that's I... television. <laughs> no, but it's like, how do you get dry from goo? I don't know. <laughs> Just in general. Like, it's sure it was, like, brand new, white and pressed, like, five minutes after they got out of the protein shake. Honestly, I didn't think the Dalek was very effective. No. Um, because we've already seen this story before, or this sort of story, um, with Dalek. Right. And... Like, it lifts a line. Like, you would make a good Dalek. Oh, yeah, yeah, wholesale. That's almost word for word. And I was like, eh, we've seen it already. Dalek is a better story. I'm just... uh." Well, in Dalek, he says you would make a good Dalek. And then in this, he says you are a good Dalek. So I think it's more of a callback than a ripoff. Yeah, but it's... You know what I mean? It's so similar that they both effectively get the point across in the same way. It's not like a big revelation and, and i like i like the uh the question uh, 
that's am proposed. I a good man? Like it's a, it's a question that's proposed in in Dalek that is for some reason felt the need to be answered here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I, I I vastly prefer the mystery of Dalek to the non mystery of Into the Dalek. Mm-hmm. Personally, right. Yeah. So was was is is Rusty the first Dalek to see a star being born? Is that that just? Was, was he Apparently. was he just like he just happened to be looking out? He the was like that day. What, what 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 is that? Oh my god! <laughs> Everyone, look at the window. No. Everyone, look at why aren't look, you looking? Guys, guys, guys! They're all just like they're all watching like BoJack Horseman or something. Like, just, <laughs> he's just spazzing out in the background. Love is real. Know, not to be, <laughs> not to be that person who. Gets caught like mired in continuity for the show, but I mean, I don't know. When is the doctor just going to give up on the Daleks? Because they've already—he's already tried so many times to. Um, I don't know. Like Scott, have you seen um, *Evil of the Daleks* yet? Or not seen it, but listened to it? Have you like gone over it? *Evil of the Daleks*. Which one it's, is that? It's a Troughton, it's uh, Victoria's introduction. Yes, I have I have heard that one. Yeah, uh, with like the whole like human factor and the good Daleks right. and stuff. It just, this episode feels like they're pulling too much and like just kind of elbowing us to the point where I'm getting a bruise. Like, ow, stop it. Yeah. I can make my own connections. And- well, and I think that's, in general, that's the problem with Dalek stories, isn't it? I mean, they've, yeah. I think I was listening to, I don't know if you guys watched those. Well, probably not since you both watched the episode today. Um, but uh, <laughs> BBC is making those um, Doctor Who extras, which are like 10 minute Doctor Who confidentials, pretty much. Oh, okay. On, uh, and they, they, they're posting them on their YouTube. And in the, um, into the Dalek extra, they, they name check the fact that like the Daleks have been featured in like over a hundred episodes of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And it's just like why? Why why why? <laughs> like why? <laughs> There's only so much you can do and and we haven't um we haven't outdone it, like either of the Dalek stories in the first series. So why are we right. still tr- why are we still like I don't I know. I mean like like at least at least in the in the in the case of like um, the uh, Daleks Take Manhattan, which is a terrible story. But at least you can look at that and say, well, they were really trying something different. You know? Like, mm-hmm. at least they, they, like, went for it and they fell on their face, but at least yeah. they went for something different. Whereas, I think, Cassandra, you're right. Like, here, they didn't really offer anything more other than to say, like, all your suspicions about the Doctor and, and the Daleks are correct. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they do call out the fact that the doctor has thought that a dollar could be good before and right. they were wrong and, and he was wrong and he's always been wrong. And what, what makes this time any different? And, you know, so, I mean, at least, at least they call it, call it out and they say, mm-hmm. yeah, no, we know like this, he does do this all the time and, and no, this <laughs> isn't any different, but you shouldn't be so cynical. And if you are, we're going to slap you in the face. I don't so. know. It's like a fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me thing, but yeah. over a hundred times. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Is the, um, um, no, the Daleks take Manhattan. That's the one where the Daleks, like, break up for a little bit. And one of them, they, like, some of them end up working, like, at a diner. <laughs> <laughs> they flash back to when they were all babies. <laughs> Babies. Make it. <laughs> Do it, Tumblr. <laughs> oh, I'm just picturing one of those. Uh, what, what are Kermit's co-workers? Like, oh, the rats? The... No, no, the co-workers. Like his other frog co-workers. Oh. And they all work in the office together. Yeah. <laughs> and they all talk the same way, just like the Daleks do. <laughs> I thought Gonzo was the minister. <laughs> oh, man. I just want to film that. It's good stuff. Is that Joan Rivers? Anyway, um, yeah. So I, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. 
I do like that um, Phil Ford feels the need to get uh, existential. Um, I, I, I do like that about him as a writer for the show. Uh, but he's one of those guys that like writes an episode, you know, once every four <laughs> years, apparently. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. I don't know. I don't know if it was a, a, a total success for me or not. Um, uh, you guys have any like uh, wrap up thoughts, Nick? Um, I, I think it's just uh, it'll be really interesting to see how the season progresses because like there's. I can't imagine Robot of Sherwood gets anywhere close to like the bleakness of this. Right. So it'll be interesting to see as the season ages, looking back on Into the Dalek and seeing kind of where it does fall in the ultimate kind of timeline of season of season eight. So I, I really enjoyed some of it. I enjoyed what it was trying to do, and I kind of do enjoy when Doctor Who does go into that kind of as existential bleak phase, if only for one episode every once in a while. So I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of it, and I thought that it, Ben Wheatley did some really cool things with um, cool, cool visual tricks with the episode that I was really impressed by. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm excited for a new director, I got to be honest. <laughs> uh, I don't – it's not so much his directing that I don't like so much as the editing. Um, it just feels there's a lot of very like abrupt cuts that I'm not a fan of. Uh, one of those being the the the, the Danny Pink tears, um, <laughs> just an abrupt, an abrupt close up of of him crying. Sad Danny Pink. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Cassandra, closing thoughts. Um, I was very intrigued by this episode, and I think it had a lot going for it. But ultimately, in the ec- the execution of the episode and like the sum of it, it kind of fell flat. Um, and there were a lot of good moments and there were a lot of moments where I appreciated what they were trying to do with it, but it just felt really mishmashed and stale to me. And I really hope, I know it's Mark Gatiss, but I really, really hope that Robot of Sherwood is fun because I love Robin Hood. Yeah, I'm awesome. just I'm just hoping for the best Mark Gatiss episode ever. Yeah, that's what I want. That's all I want. That's and really, <laughs> that's not asking much. <laughs> um, just the best Mark Gatiss episode ever. All uh, I ask is that he wrote this with both hands and not just like his ring finger, his like index finger typing like every few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say uh, Robin Hood next week looks terror. Like he, he looks. <laughs> Um, like it just looks like somebody got like kindergarten like paste and just put it on his face and then like <laughs> he just like dipped his he just dipped his face into like just like a vat of hair from like a hair salon. Um, Maybe he's just, the robot. Ooh. And then came out of it and was just like ah. Um, I'm holding out hope that it's a <laughs> that it's a crossover with the BBC's Robin Hood. i'm i'm actually uh i'm actually holding out hope that it's a uh a combination uh uh sequel a synthesis sequel to robots of death and and uh the mind robber oh my god please (laughs) that's what i want (laughs) it's somehow both of those Holy crap! Uh, that would be like if I if I called that. So that's that's me that's me calling heads in the air. So we'll see next week if I turn out to be right. Um, which I would just be. I would just. I would be just as amazed as anyone else if I was. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah. That's uh, that's that's this week's episode, I guess. Um, I don't. Into the Dalek. It's a hard episode to talk about. There's just. There's a lot going on, but then there's kind mm-hmm. of not that much going on. It's weird. What a weird episode. That, uh, the poor Gretchen woman was very brave. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, <laughs> then she ended up on Planet Heaven. With, with Missy. With the master. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my... I, I, I just read, like, a, I read some review or breakdown or something of this episode, and... Uh, 
they were like they're like oh but now there's danny pink so is danny pink the master is that what he's sad about is killing people because <laughs> he's, he's the master he's sad about the like, plot twist that he's going to have to take part of <laughs> yeah and they're like oh maybe missy's somebody else and i'm like oh man I just love that everyone's working under the assumption that the master is happening this season. It, well, we we do that every season, but one one season we're going to be right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've kind of adopted the fact that Lady Master might be a thing, I'm really excited for it. So I hope she doesn't turn out to be some random character because right. I really want the master back as a lady. As a lady. I will say that uh, that does add an interesting element to their relationship that I kind of like. It does. Um, yeah. Shippers! Well, yeah, because, like, <laughs> even cause if she's a woman, you could say, like, oh, and, and so, like, of course she has a crush on the Doctor. But I love the idea that, like, he kind of always had a crush on the Doctor. Yeah, exactly. It's just that, like, becoming a woman allowed him to sort of embrace it more. <laughs> um so like I like that and if you if you run on that road of like this you know the master being in love with the doctor then you can have sort of like this Joker Batman yeah, thing where it's like where, you you where, complete me right where you complete me right I'm nothing without you um and I kind of I kind of dig that Oh, I want that so bad. It makes them more more um, antithesis characters. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've I've never as much as I love the master, I've never really gotten that. Not since the original master, the Delgado master, mm-hmm. um, because he really was an antithesis to the third doctor, where he was supposed to be the id to the ego <clears throat> and all that weird stuff. Right, right. <laughs> it was much more of an antithesis, antithesis deal. Um, right. Whereas, like later on, he just became uh, literally mustache twirly. So, yeah. Eh. Or it's like, anyway. or it's like, imagine like you know, there's something kind of scary about the mistress being like, oh, it, it's all for you. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Like, right, right. This is this is how I show my love. I, I gave you heaven. I gave you. I give you something to save. That's what I oh, do. Oh my god. god. <laughs> we should walk. We, we should write Doctor Who. <laughs> and with that note... <laughs> in which the entire audience collectively rolls their eyes, uh, <laughs> we're going to go uh, do other things. And we'll be back uh, in, in short order with... Um, with uh, Robert Sherwood, we won't we won't be so late with the episode next week. If, That's my fault. I was having car trouble out of town. It's if it's bad, can we just start the episode with all three of us sighing in unison? <laughs> okay. Agreed. Yes. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.